This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with Tom Bernard and JB, Tom Bell, Rojo Perez, Adrian Washington, Melissa Kirk, Andy Brand Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. And now you get to hear me in a pissed off show, Tom. <laughs> 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 yeah. Adrian, the old North Side's going to come out this first hour. What do you think? I can tell. <laughs> I knew it was a thug in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back, kick things off. The family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. 
I think I'm going to have to think about it. In the immortal words of Richard Pryor in the movie Car Wash, <laughs> Uh -oh. You're lucky I'm a Christian man. I've been down there kicking in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just I... moved up a notch in my butt. <laughs> Speaking of Richard Pryor, Tom, you you have a surprise uh, on Monday. I do? His son is going to be on. Ah, uh, Richard. Richard mm. Jr. is a great guy. Yeah. Really good. You guys know Richard Pryor Jr. at all? I've seen him out uh, a few times. Yeah, I've met LA. him once in passing, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't talk much, but yeah, it seemed like a nice dude. I've never met him. I actually yeah, got a weird. tattoo of Richard Pryor on my arm. The son? You do? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the son ain't did that much. Everybody, everybody gets one a senior. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. Well, I happen to have one of Rain Pryor on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> She's a wonderful person, too, by the way. She's been on several times. She's a really, really great person. No doubt about it. Hey, but, Tom. Uh, in any case, lady. Yes, sir. Uh, I just found out that me and uh, Tone come from the same area. Or, well, yeah, my, my folks, but yeah, I spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time in St. Louis. St. Louis? Yeah. yeah they, went to, so, they went to a rival high school. Are they the ones that rolled the bus down Dago Hill? No. <laughs> no. no. you got to tell Tone that story. That's a great story. you got to tell Tone that story. This is when I was in grade school. It was a Catholic grade school. <laughs> and there was, a, there was the big church yeah. in St. Louis, the cathedral. But it's in the Italian neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And I was in a summer program for a summer leadership program for Catholic youth. And they decided we needed to go check out this church. Well, it is an actual hill, and we parked downhill. So the, the, so the bus is facing downhill. Down. Yeah. Okay. So we went in the church, you know, a bus full of young black males went in the church with a couple of white guys who run the program. And we, you know, look, out the, look at the church and all the, the, you know, all the great art and whatnot in the church, and we come out and some we go, "Where's the bus?" <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, somebody got on the bus and released the parking brake, and it went downhill. Really? Yeah. With half. With Man, what's his outcome? Did we? Did we? Did we, <laughs> we run into a uh, Bank of America? Or anything? What happened? No, it got downhill and somehow stopped. You know it. Unscathed, like nobody right. got hurt, nothing. The bus just waiting at the bottom, right. of, the <laughs> bottom of the hill with broken windows in it. They broke out the windows, too. Oh, somebody stole oh the bus. Oh, my God. No, they, like I said, they <laughs> got on the bus and, and released the brakes. So that, that somebody tried to steal it. And they were like, right. man, where am I going to park a bus? <laughs> man, you're definitely going to find this bus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think we were. It's, we, hard, it's hard to push bus seats on the street, too. <laughs> we were oh, in yeah, the, I suppose. We were in the wrong neighborhood, and we got told we were in the wrong neighborhood. I man, St. Louis in the '80s. No, this was a little melanin, little melon <laughs> argument. That's what that was. <laughs> right. That's this was St. Louis in the '70s, early '70s. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> my days tell me stories about St. Louis, like just like weird, like weird, uh, you know, like you know, dudes trying to be tough. Like every everybody carried like a razor blade or or a knife or something. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this this sounds. He's like, man, he goes, uh, you get robbed for your coat. 
Oh, it yeah. was like too cold. Mm-hmm. And you just he goes, uh, this this some dude he went to high school with, just they were sent out the park, they were skipping school and they were outside the park, just cold. For, they, why, they, they, that's not when you skip school when it's cold, by the <laughs> right. way. You stay warm. Just have, you have to learn today. <laughs> <laughs> but said some dude uh, was just walking by and, and sliced his arm, and the dude just got warm. He just <laughs> he just got warm on one side. Took his jacket off. Dude was like, "I'll take that," and then took the jacket. Took oh, and now man. he cut. Now, right. he, now he sliced and, no and cold. <laughs> now, now you got to go back to school. I had my underwear stolen in a swimming pool once as a kid. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Just my underwear. Man, no. some details missing. <laughs> no. Are you wearing them in the pool? <laughs> no, no, no. No, I mean, black you know, folks, you get, you black get, folks didn't have no swimming trunks. <laughs> <laughs> you get changed. You put no. You put on your. You get changed. You put on your swimming punch, uh, trunks. You take a shower, and you. You know, you get a locker to put your stuff in. But I came back, and everything was in there except for my underwear. <laughs> did you wear drawers that day, JB? <laughs> yes, I did. This is where the rumor starts. Or, 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 or <laughs> like, they lose their underwear. Or this no, is we ain't even lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's he been telling this lie that he had underwear that day. For 40 yeah. years. Yeah, 40 years. My mother was so 40 years. quadrupling down on it. My mother was on that trip, so I definitely had underwear. Somebody left the pool with your name in the back of their drawers. <laughs> who, was, who was the national national uh, sports announcer that actually said on the air, and I can't remember what network was on, but he said, well, yeah, not a lot of black people swim because they can't float. Man, that sounds like that? 90s Marv Albert. No, <laughs> no it wasn't that's, Marv. that's like a John Madden thing. Um, <laughs> he, he just doesn't even know. Honest to God. God. Honest to God. It's like, really? I think he got fired for it, too, that, if I that, remember correctly. That wasn't part of the comment. No, that was uh, that was a... Oh, that was uh, that Al was Campanis. <laughs> wasn't it Al Cal- Campanis? It might have been Al Campanis. They can't, uh, black people can't, can't float. float. Right. <laughs> he, he had a job in the front office with the Dodgers. With Can't float. No, honest to God. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I don't care if it's black people, Italians, you know, just English, Irish. I hope we never get along. It's too much fun. You know what I mean? And also, man, float made easy. <laughs> Not too many races can float. That's why you learn how to swim. It's hard. All, this, all this racism is it makes your buoyancy a little bit. It was Al, Cal- Al Campanis because he, remember they asked him on Nightline about why there were no blacks in front office. And he said they lacked the capacity just like they can't swim or float. And I don't know why that man went down that road with that comment. Uh, but isn't, isn't that the kind of racism you can appreciate? Like, oh, yeah. When you just like, no, nah, man, I said it. <laughs> you know, that yeah. definitely was like, yeah. they lack the capacity. Oh, man, I messed up. <laughs> How can I save this real quick? <laughs> oh, they can't float either. <laughs> <laughs> I meant float. <laughs> Everybody knows they can swim. I meant float. <laughs> Tracy Morgan oh, has that. Man. You ever heard that Tracy Morgan story about like when he was growing up in Brooklyn, they had like the neighborhood pool. And uh, somebody stole his sneakers. Like, you right. lie your sneakers up on the fence. And he got out. He, had, he worked all summer to buy these sneakers. And then somebody took them. And so the next day, he went and got a baby Ruth and put them at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they shut down the pool for the whole summer. He was like, man, you mess with me. I mess with you. I'm ruining your summer like you ruined mine. <laughs> Such a great petty story. <laughs> it is true. God. See, that's, it's much better than growing up there in the exurbs, isn't it? Much better to grow up in the city. Isn't it? There's a lot more to do. Like... 
watch your back. Yeah, so you, you learn a lot. Like <laughs> yeah, you do learn a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah wise. Well, yeah. Well, you, you, you learn how to handle bullying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or know how to make eye contact. Right. Or you learn how to be a bully. Yeah. <laughs> you find your calling. <laughs> Sometimes you do, do all of them. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you evolve. Right. I'm a born-again bully. <laughs> I'm born again. <laughs> now you just around here giving testimony. <laughs> See, a lot of people never hear humor like this, and they don't understand it. They just they hear it and they go, "Well, what? Well, wait. Well, yeah, but what?" Like I tell the story all the time. Petey, a friend of my youngest brother, I used to, I used to pick up Philip Wise, who was on on the KQ Morning Show. Uh, he played in the NFL for nine years, and Philip and I used to drive around Plymouth Avenue and pick up kids that were on the you know grade school basketball teams that had nowhere to practice in the winter. We take them to the gym. And you know, play basketball. <laughs> There's a kid. I think you leave with the reason. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Next time you tell the story, because they had nowhere. They had nowhere to practice. We were being nice to them. Yeah, they but you started off just saying you picked pick up kids. <laughs> yes, we picked up children. Oh, okay, I'll leave. This is this, this will show you how it's good. There's a kid named Ray, young young black kid named Ray, and he's the nicest kid in the world. And and so we pick him up, and he's, and he's like, I said, Ray, how you doing? He goes, Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I said, so, Ray, what I'm saying is, how are you doing? Like, what have you been up to? And he paused and he goes, mingling. (laughs) 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 Gotcha. Mingling. Pardon me, sir. (laughs) But we're playing one time, and this other guy comes up, and he's he's been drinking. You can smell the alcohol on him. And he wants to play. So they said, yeah, okay, you can play against us. That's fine. So they're going up and down the court, up and down the court. And, and Petey was the center, nicest kid in the world. <laughs> the, the drunken guy says to him, man, you don't know how to play basketball. And Petey goes, yeah, well, I know you know how to drink. Blues <laughs> <laughs> like, breath like there's no tomorrow. It was like Bernie Mac's character in Above the Rim. He was hammered, but he could play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there, that's the guy right there. Here's another guy I missed. Bernie Mac was terrific. Oh, man. Never got a chance to meet him either. But, like, uh, you know, everybody has nothing but great things, especially in Hollywood, to say about, about Bernie. Yeah, I never got to meet well, him. I got to see him three times before he died. So. Did you really? Yeah. That That's dope. good. You think he'd get away with his humor today, though? Maybe not. He might be one of the like few. He, he wouldn't give a day. Yeah, he would because that's who he is. I hope so. You know what I'm saying? When he said, honestly, when I heard, I might have been, I think he redid the bit for uh, the Kings of Comedy. When he said, I do believe when a, when a child turns one years old, you should be able to punch him in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Or like he, I think he like tagged like chop him in the throat or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, chop him in the throat. Dude. <laughs> yeah, as well as hit him with a hammer. <laughs> but I think I think I think if Patrice was still alive and Bernie Mac was still alive, oh Patrice, I think I think I think people would comedy would be in a different place. To be honest with you, I agree. You know, what I mean, I mean, there are a couple guys who still get away with just being, right. you know, raw like that. Yeah. But I think they were like, right. the, you know the forefront, the pioneers of that. And it's weird because it makes you wonder, like, man, is that part of the reason why they go? Like, they just couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, <sighs> mm, I yeah. think Patrice would be on top of the world right now if he was still alive. <laughs> yep. I mean, because yep. it was, I mean, he was, his, old, was that 09? Elephant in the Room was 09? Yeah. yeah. That 09 special, you're like, man, to think about what what we would have gotten right. 2011 or right. 2013. <laughs> and he was so focused on stand-up because he also, like, you've heard the story about why he didn't show up in more episodes of The Office. Yeah. Because he didn't want to fly. He didn't like to fly. Yeah. 
So they wanted oh, to right, give him yeah. a bigger role, him and Craig Robinson. He was like, nah, I'm good. And yeah. he, he doing too, three he episodes. Never wanted, he never wanted to be a major star. He's like, I just want to get my little money and just skate under. <laughs> man, and yeah. he's so quick. Yeah. So quick. Very nice man, too. Really good guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one thing about being on. You know, I've been on the morning show now for, I'm starting my 33rd, 34th year next year on that show. So I've seen everybody come and go. And, you know, Greg Giraldo's dead. Oh, man. Got, you know, Patrice is dead. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yep. Before we, start, before we started, so, we just were talking about, uh, you know, Kyle Grooms came out of his surgery, so he's doing better. Uh-huh. But like, you know, he's going to take a, it's gonna, I mean, he had a, you know, brain tumor, so it's going to take a while for him to heal up. But mm-hmm. he's already been, you know, communicating with, I think Lonnie Love posted that he, he was doing, you know, good after surgery. So uh, Kyle's just one of, such a great dude and super funny. Yes, absolutely. So that's, yeah, the upside. I'm just saying, Tone, just stay healthy, okay? Is that all right with you? <laughs> hey, man, I'm doing my best. I'm doing okay, my best. Well, I go to the doctor, Tell but I can't more. worry about police all the time. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You, you, what I would do if I were you, though, and even though you, you know, you're a better-looking guy, and that, that, that's quite a compliment because just tell people, like especially a white cop, if he pulls you over, just tell him you're John Legend. <laughs> I just got to start. I got to pull a keyboard out the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pull a keyboard out. Let me play a little selection here, officer. <laughs> I'm usually good if I got my Adrian. Perrier with me. I'm, oh it helps. Adrian, you got to tell you got to tell them that story about when you, you use your wife's credit card. That's a great story. Yeah, man. I, I had my wife. I was running in a gas station, and my wife's like, "Here, I'll pay for it." So she gave me her debit card. And there's an old white dude at the counter, and I give him the card, and he looks at me and says. You don't look like a Laura. I said, yeah, but I look like a Washington donor. <laughs> he was like, you know what? Here you go. <laughs> what a great story, You know man. where I got the damn name from. <laughs> <laughs> he looked shocked as hell, but I, 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 I had to give it to him. <laughs> You're like, That's come on, man. Right. We, we almost related. Right. <laughs> come on, bruh. <laughs> Yeah, that'd work. That'd work in St. Cloud, bruh. Probably works really well in St. Cloud, doesn't it? I'd imagine that's probably true. Uh, what a great day. I, I had a wonderful time this morning talking to three of you guys. Had a, had a really nice time. You know, the different perspectives on everything. And I See, I just love that about comedy. You, new people come along and people you've known for a while come along. And you learn all these new things and, and what's... Do you, do you think... And I ask the people this all the time. Do you think because of the political, uh, you know, kind of climate in the United States, or is it harder to do comedy now? Uh, and I ask almost everybody that because some people think it's really hard, and others say, you know, we're just going to have to wait it out. Oh, I mean, that's. Uh, I think some places, yeah, like it's it's. There were we were in Dallas two weeks ago. Me and Rojo were in Dallas two weeks ago, and some material that uh-huh. I didn't think would go over as well went over great and then some of it even last night people got a little tight with and it was like come on man because if we start letting up that's where the humor goes so i gotta keep saying it i got it i got it even if you don't love it now i gotta do this for the dude coming behind me right no you're absolutely right i agree i think it's i think it's tough as you want it to be i mean you can kind of fill out a crowd and know what i can and can't but the one thing i knew about getting into comedy when i got in it i didn't even know how i was gonna do it but i knew as a fan of comedy and growing up watching Richard Pryor and those guys, I knew I wouldn't oh. never like just bite my tongue for what people thought was right. Good. So we, we'll take a quick break here and be cut right back here. The rest of that story, plus the fact, a lot of other stuff coming up. Tone Bell, Rojo, Adrian—they're all at Rick Bronson's house comedy tonight, seven thirty nine forty-five. Tomorrow, seven to nine thirty, and a show on Sunday at seven o'clock as well. Right back in two minutes with the family. 
It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast, that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't like (laughs) you. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom here. Over the years, you've heard me go on and on about my eyes and how great I've been treated by the folks over at Whiting Clinic. Well, it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States and the trusted LASIK provider around these parts. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts that they are, They want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. For a limited time, mention my name and receive an additional $300 off your LASIK. That's $300 off Whiting Clinic's already low price for LASIK. Trust your eyes to Twin Cities LASIK experts. Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Visit whitingclinic.com or call 855-554-2020 and don't forget to tell them Tom sent you. Offer expires March 31st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. Oh, yeah. So I thought this was I thought this was a show you're going to play the country western music on. Oh no. We got to go funk on Friday. <laughs> she goes, "Oh no." Uh, I, I want Okay, Adrian, you know this so you don't get a vote. Cuz I think it was brought up. But Tone and Rojo, look at Cassie. Yep. And oh, guess God. how many children she has. You know what? When she said she had a you said you had a daughter earlier, right? Or well, uh, yeah, I have uh, well, wait, stepdaughters. Okay. But wait, are, wait, Tom, are those included? Huh? Yes, those yes. are included. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, I mean, just even the way you put that, I'm going to go with five. <laughs> More oh, than five. Oh, man, I almost <laughs> used some words. I didn't, I didn't I almost know some words Keep going. Keep going. Oh, man. <laughs> you got, got a baseball team? Yeah, got yeah I do. Including the Ooh, football team. Yeah. You got 11? I got 11 kids between my husband and I. Damn. We have step, you know, we're a blended family. <laughs> I would hope so. How many did you have? How many did you have blend? I, I don't, well, I I'm not a Pez dispenser. <laughs> we need to get y'all a show. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <sighs> Honest to God. Oh, man. At 11, did. you get heartburn. <laughs> I tell you what, I ain't going to complain about my two at home no more. <laughs> at uh, yeah, at some it. point, you just start calling them by the number. Yeah. You're like, 10, get over here. I just point you. You over there. What's the, old, what's the oldest and what's the youngest? Well, the oldest is 35, and they go from 35 down to 7. How old are you? Whoa. I'm 37. 
<laughs> we know where that one blended <laughs> from. <laughs> they say, we need to talk. My husband's a little older than me. Not but this much. is an intervention. <laughs> hey, mama friend, mama friend, mama friend, mama friend, mama friend. Mama friend. There you go. I like mama friend. That works for me. My mother would. She would. She would say, "Hey, you boy, get that." She would say, "Kevin, uh, Percy, uh, Michael, Danny." Mm-hmm. Is a lot of y'all too? Yeah, there's nine doesn't. of us, and there's five boys. And she would say, Ooh. other four brothers, but never get my name out. And she goes, you, boy, you know who I'm talking to. Whoever can hear me. Get yep. that pot off the top of that shelf. I got, nine, I got nine siblings, and my mom still does it. She'll look you right in the face and call you another kid. She'll say, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> then it gets, gets to you the know point. what I'm talking about. Yeah, it gets to the point, whoever listens, go do what I said. Yeah. Right. So then we just act like we ain't here. Somebody caught that. <laughs> My mom does that, and there's Y'all only get... two of us, so. <laughs> well, uh, two, yeah. And one's a boy and one's and a girl. One's That's the other girl, problem. That's so. You know, there yeah. you go. There she you go. I, um, I tell you what, I got you know, I would say this, and, you know, in front of anybody, but JB's mother was a wonderful person. That was, that was really sad when you lost your mother, because. Yeah, I miss and, her. And, well, she's one. She was a wonderful. She wore those hats too. Man. She wore those. She had yeah, great her, hats. Her Sunday church hats. Oh, oh Sunday church hats. Church hats. And you this was a it. Catholic church that she was. Oh, she was rocking That's the hats the, in a Catholic church. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Man, like Baptists, we know. But you see all them white people walking there with that Sealy from the color purple hat on, <laughs> with your smooth criminal, <laughs> smooth criminal fedora. It's first Sunday. <laughs> That's when you find out who loves thy neighbor. <laughs> well, mm, true. There used to be a running joke in in our, because we were basically an all black Catholic church. Okay, and but that's was, a, but that's big. I mean, it right. happens a lot in St. Louis, right? But there was a running joke that there was there was my family and a, and two other families. Every Easter, one of the three families had a new baby. Easter Sunday. Oh man! Sometimes really. Sometimes all three, or maybe two of the three. But now, yeah. Is this the church right across from the circle, or like like a quarter mile from the circle? Uh, this is right St. Matthew's. Okay. It's off of Maffet and Sarah. Okay. Where no, Sarah I'm Lewis about used one. to be. I'm thinking one off, like not just off Kings Highway. I know what the one you know you're talking, talking about? about. Okay. I think that's Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Or St. Nick's. Is that close to Coco's? Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to play basketball, and we had to go to all those different churches. Okay. Uh, you talking about the strip club Coco's time? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There's like a, like, a, like a Perkins that was called. It was called Coco's, wasn't it? JB? I have no idea on that one. I know you're in Florida. I, I might have been out in Clayton. I was also thinking that was probably about the strip out in Clayton. Club. Yeah, I know you're in Florida, Tom. There's a strip club called Coco. <laughs> oh, my God. In Florida, you drive, I swear to God, you ride, drive down the street, any street in Florida, and it's Coco's and it's Rachel's and it's the Spearmint Rhino. They got like a strip club on every corner in the state of Florida. Yeah, they do. What Ooh. is that? Dude, we went, I went to school down in like Tampa, Florida area, and. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch, Mons Venus. There's a whole strip of them. Oh, Mons Venus, yeah. Mons Venus. And, and we went, I remember was one like, was year. Was it two years ago? Man, no, we, I went when I was in college to a joint bachelor-bachelorette party at Mons Venus. Oh. And the bachelorette got on stage. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh God. A lot of she Yeager. made $75 that night. <laughs> the wedding did not happen. As you were saying, that didn't start off good. <laughs> Dude, the, uh, Honest to God. We uh, so this past Sunday, 
Yeah, that was St. Patrick's Day this past Sunday, right? That was yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'm hanging out with my buddy uh, Kerry Rhodes. Used to play um, playing NFL for, for a little Jets. bit for the Jets and the Cardinals, and um, like probably six or seven of us. He's hanging out. Uh, there's a couple girls with us. It's probably like eight or nine of us. And uh, man, we're walking from one bar to the other, and like some of the Bud Light girls are on the street, kind of like just handing out keychains and T-shirts and stuff. And they ask my buddy, uh, my buddy Brent. They're like, uh, he like, can I get a shirt? She goes, I need you to flash. And we started laughing. It was like, it was funny. We kind of caught us off guard. And then uh, one of the girls, who was like 24, just like, fine. And she just, and we were like, she didn't even ask you. And you didn't want a shirt. And my buddy's like, yeah, we're probably not going to go out after this. If she just whipping them out this quick, we're not even on the beach. We're on Riverside Drive. This is not a, it was nothing to do with her. The mean, the, the, the mean streets of Toluca Lake. Did somebody say, Flash, Lindsay, get over here. You know, one thing about strip clubs that I know, because I was never a big uh, a big uh, client to strip clubs, but I had a couple of friends that were bouncers at them because I've been, you know, I was a weightlifter my whole life and all that stuff. So I'd hang out with some very big guys. So my friend gets a new job at a strip club, shall go nameless. But the thing about strip clubs I always found really weird because I was always backstage with the bouncers and the owners and all the rest of it. And I'm not saying they all do this, but there are some places where you go backstage you go to the you know the back room, the owner's room, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you, to buy things, mm-hmm. to buy things that you let's say you can't buy anywhere. Accoutrement, <laughs> accoutrement. That's party, exactly party what I'm favorite. talking about. Yeah. But I'd be sitting there, and and honest to God, they, this guy would walk backstage, and it ha- would happen once in a while. He walked back and he goes, to the owner, he goes, "Hey man, uh, uh, can I get a beer?" He goes, "Yeah, I got beer. You want a beer? You need what do you need?" And he goes, "Well, I I need some uppers." Uh, some downers. I need some uh, like Canadian money and a machine gun. I'm like, where am I? Man, I just, <laughs> God. Like, what? But you know what? Okay, if, if, well. you, if you gave me that order, I would. I'd go. That must be. That must be Miami. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's right. Oh yeah. Oh, you got that right. Yeah. Honest to God, one time, the, what, Cocaine Cowboys was the the documentary in the book. It's unbelievable what happened in Florida. Man, it's amazing. Aren't those documentaries crazy? He's like, you're like, they man, are. I was six when this was happening. Right. <laughs> Real <laughs> That's life. Right. That's the yeah, type of order just... you need to add Tic Tacs to. At the <laughs> like, end, you got to spread out the purchase. <laughs> <laughs> so it don't look suspicious. Yep. <laughs> 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 How does it God? You're right. It would be good. I need uh, uppers, downers, some uh, cash. I need a machine gun and a bub's dad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's why like, anytime you see a you're story right. where they catch somebody on a video at like a hardware store buying... Murder, murder yeah. supplies, rope and duct tape. Yeah, rope, yeah. duct tape, trash bags, gloves. You're like, man, you gotta throw some skittles in there. <laughs> Those dudes for the Justice Mallet story, they have for a receipt. They're like, oh, we gonna get reimbursed they- for this. <laughs> we gonna clean all this right back up. All <laughs> oh, this coming back, bro. Here's the one thing. If anybody ever thinks it, because I, I spent a lot of time in Chicago as well in my life, and love the city of Chicago, but I don't care where you are, north side, south side, you know, way down south, you're in Streeterville, wherever you are, nobody in Chicago is wearing a MAGA hat. I'm sorry. No. It just doesn't happen. You know how I knew he was lying? He said he got jumped. Mm. Ain't nobody fighting in Chicago. Mm. All them guns on the street. <laughs> yeah. Give me the good old fashioned. <laughs> 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 They're going to shoot the hell out of you at 2.30 in the morning. They ain't even fighting hours. 
I'm saying I'm a firm believer, and I, I, don't, I didn't, I knew it didn't happen because racism ends when water freezes. That's so true. The, this story felt like he pitched this to Empire, and they were like, "No, nah, this sounds ridiculous. There's no way we'd believe it." Like, oh, I'll show you. <laughs> I'm, I'm directing the episode next season. Here's my, here's my script. <laughs> so y'all say y'all want to write yeah, me out, you. right? This is a pilot presentation. I'm, I'm still trying to get over the fact that Tom said Bub's daddy. <laughs> Bub's daddy. Reference. He said Bub. I need uh, Fresca and Bub's daddy. <laughs> Bub's daddy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Y'all got, you you got, got a Fago Red back, back there? there? <laughs> you got no Fago yeah. Red? <laughs> I used to have a fifth grade, a fifth grade art teacher who uh, was addicted to Tab Cola. Remember the Tab? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, this dude would knock out, tw- I mean, a 12-pack. <laughs> And, and if he didn't have it, it's like it's like oh man, you a cra- you a tap head. <laughs> He'd be shaking. No, he's like, it's like you paint abstract today. <laughs> uh, well, you know who else was like that? Go ahead. Bobcat Goldthwait was the same way. Man, he drank oh. tab by the case. It was unbelievable. Tab man. He told me that too. I did a little short film oh, for Bobcat. Bobcat. He, he did tell me that, too. Good guy. He was like, I was in a yeah. lot of stuff, but Tab was one of the worst. <laughs> oh, man. Lou, Honest to God, he'd get wall whipped up. Lou Holtz was the same way. He drank between oh, really? 12 and 24 cans of Diet oh, Coke gross. a day. And we yeah, we would have to have it ready for him. And any, you know, we'd have a Playmate cooler of it in his office. And just all... And then when he was on the practice field, if he was like flipped out, he's like, "I, where's my diet coke?" That's a that's a nice really? that's a yeah. nice non-aggressive way to flip out. You just see a dude open a soft drink. <laughs> you just hear you <laughs> hear. <laughs> Coach is mad today. <laughs> he went for diet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, that whole deal is it is unbelievable. No doubt about it. Little tap. That do they even still sell tap? I don't think. I, I don't think it's illegal now. I, I think it's called Red Bull now. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Red Bull. Oh, that's the other one. When that stuff first came out, I, 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 I'm walking into a gas station. A guy's walking out, and he's got one of those. It's like when it first came out. And I said, "Is that any good?" And he looks at me, and goes, "Amps, yeah." <laughs> okay. Thank you, sir. Turns into Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My left nipple hasn't stopped shaking in 30 minutes, but I feel great. <laughs> I think I'm losing a foot. <laughs> That's why it says to give you wings. You gonna you gonna, you gonna have it. Why you need a foot when you got wings? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most pro-diabetes thing I've ever heard. I'm going to get it that on really the shirt. Is, kind of. <laughs> you know, honestly, God, you know what I'm going to do with, with if this ever happens again? I'm going to call Rick Bronson and say, hey, look, we're going to do the podcast from the stage, and we're going to sell tickets so people can watch it. This is unbelievable. Oh, man, we'll definitely go. That'd be dope, man. <laughs> hey, what you doing Sunday? Something tells me Sunday we're gonna have space. <laughs> we'll do it from we'll do, we'll do it from in the audience. <laughs> they wouldn't even know we're the comics. We just gonna sit out there. Like, Why they got microphones? We'll do it. At, we'll do it at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can pack the bar. So I gotta go. Yeah, you, well, absolutely. I want to go down the now. Did, did each of the three of you have have one specific person that inspired you to get into comedy? Like you saw one person, and you just for me, and I'll be honest with you, it was it was Richard Pryor. It absolutely was. Um, you know, a lot of guys 
like honkies. <laughs> they, they went with Rod, George Carlin, which it was fine. You know, George Carlin was funny too. But yeah, North I do remember. Honky, I'm a Northside honky. Yeah, that's a big difference. <laughs> the big problem is, and I told. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Roy Wood Jr. You never heard that joke. Though. Yeah, Roy, that's right. All, all cool right. white, all cool white people should just get a wristband, like a VIP wristband, <laughs> right. to be like, nah, man. That's a good white dude right there. He won them wristbands. He won his wristbands. I know you asked. You asked the three comics, but can I start off? It would yeah, shock you who mines would be. I think it would Red Skelton. No, it was it was. <laughs> Nobody Steve. even knows who that is. I, I love that. Red, I know who Red Skelton. Well, is. they don't. Uh, it was I, it was Steve Martin. I feel like really? that's common. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I feel like that's common. Yeah. I, I love you Steve think Martin. JB and I kind of switched. Uh, <laughs> That's why y'all been friends so long. Yeah. You the, the white black dude. He the black white dude. <laughs> Next Thursday on CBS. <laughs> <laughs> Next day we get our own the show. The new black. I like black. <laughs> he likes white. <laughs> well, the new I'm, odd couple. I, yeah. Tone, I'm a, very, the I'm, odd couple. Yeah. I'm a hockey player. Okay. And I'm a he goalie. Is. And on my mask is his face. Is Tom's my, face? Yes. My face. Yes. I'm a, you, yeah, you better, show yeah, you. I'm about to say, you better I'll, pull out I'll, your phone. I'll show you a photo. That's how you, you uh, got in the yeah. league. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he got a white He got gloves. He got under there. Break. <laughs> got all the pads we'll on. We'll be right All back. the pads are just in <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back right after this with the family. <laughs> Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff. 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Jennifer, who started as a customer service rep and is now vice president. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Get on up. James Brown, ladies and gentlemen, the Godfather is whole. Thank you very much. Man, look, I um, too, man. I uh, I used to work for Capitol Records back in the day, from 1977 to 1982, and uh, James Brown at that time was on Polydor Records, mm-hmm. right? And this is like, God, I I don't even remember what year it was. It was mid 70s, like mid to late 70s, whatever. And so James wanted to sign a new deal with Polydor. 
the Godfather soul needs to sign a new deal with Polidor, and they wouldn't give him the money he asked for. So he called President Carter at the time mm. and said, I need you to kick Polidor out of the country. <laughs> he wanted him kicked out of the country because they wouldn't pay him. <laughs> that's like, that, man, you, you, that's coming in real hot. You, you, you got to work up to that. Yeah, that's, yeah, we should. Yes, exactly right. Like fired is yes, one thing, but out of the country? You want somebody to no, move and sell their house. <laughs> <laughs> he was unbelievable. I only that's, got to meet him one time. We were talking was, before we got amazing. on the air today. Like I was, I just finished that uh, that um, Mike Judge series at uh, Tales from the Tour Bus on Cinemax. And oh, they yeah, talk about yeah. all like the first season was like country folk singers like Neil Young. And, and um, uh, I think they had Willie Nelson on there. And then the second season was mm-hmm. all like soul and funk. And then they, um, mm-hmm. when Bootsy Collins and the and the band that played for James Brown, one night they were getting uh, high on some acid. They they dropped a bunch of acid in what, some drink oh. they were drinking. And they were out back because they like to get high before the show. And James never got high before the show, and came back and grabbed the grabbed the cup and just drank the whole thing. But they didn't oh. they didn't want to tell him because they want to get in trouble. They go halfway <laughs> through the performance, James freaks out. <laughs> he goes, James freaks out. Now you got to watch the show if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. James freaks out and just um, uh, like does his ha- does his arms like like uh, like a circle over his head. Okay, like mm-hmm. his hands are touching, and they go. The rest of the crowd started doing it for like five or ten minutes. Then James did it for another fifteen minutes, and everybody's like, "Man, what the heck is wrong with James Brown?" And then Bootsy Collins' guitar turned into a snake, and so the rest of the band ran off. And James was like, "Man, y'all fired!" <laughs> <laughs> and just put him on the plane Fire right there. He was known for firing and fining people. Oh, oh yeah, be finding you during well, the, during the song, right? <laughs> he they said he would flash like. Five, five, five at it, and that was a fifteen dollar fine. Yep, yep, that I, was it. I well, Turner did Wilson that. Pickett though. Oh yeah, I Turner I like did it too. too Wilson, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wilson Pickett shot his drummer once. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> man, man, if you shot missed right that note, that's you... <laughs> your old drummer. You can't, you can't shoot somebody and then come back to work. <laughs> you shoot me, that's the old drummer. We don't work right. together no more. Right, the, you're pretty much into that business relationship. <laughs> You can push me down Pretty some steps the last up. two or three steps. You can push me down some steps. You push me at the top, we done. <laughs> you push me towards the bottom, I might forgive you. Hey, man, we had some drinks. You shoot someone, then you go, anybody else think we should change this song? <laughs> <laughs> I do the playlist. God, can you even imagine James Brown high on acid? Oh, I can't even imagine. Man, that's got to be. I mean, because all those dudes were talking about, like, Bootsy Collins like, man, I don't remember the 80s. <laughs> so he was like, "Man, you got to tell me what happened between like '74 and '86. I, I, I'm not familiar." And then he ended up. He ended up for a while with George Clinton, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With George, and so. George Clinton yeah, yeah. was about it. So. Oh, George! But that was what that prank that they pulled on him out. when they uh, pulled his pants down when he was hanging from the, <laughs> from the spaceship, and now he's just wang out in front of <laughs> thousands of people. Wang out is so funny. I, didn't want to, I, I don't know if you could even say out. that, but yeah. that's really funny. Penis sounded too professional. He said wang out. Wang out. And they were and they were talking like know. because he wasn't ready. He was like he didn't mind. So yeah. then like the next day he had to he came. He was like when y'all start dropping the spaceship, I'm gonna get ready. So then he just came out butt naked, but he was already. You know, starting it up. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to embarrass me again. <laughs> I'll show you. I got so, something to prove. So he gave, him a little, he gave him a little growth the next day. 
He said he already started it up. Man, that's a great story. That's not going to make this show. That's going to get cut. Uh, no, no, no. That's going to be on the show. That's Everybody in the world is going to hear that. That's, that's what they call wang time. <laughs> wang time. This segment was brought to you by... By wang out. Uh, wang out. <laughs> I thought we were just talking about chicken. Let me say wang. Wang. That's right. Wang. The wang, Come on man. down to George Clinton. Wang. Wang. Wang's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> That is very funny, though, man. Did, uh, you come out ready to go by removing your pants. Well, if you're going to do it, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> Knocking over mic stands. <laughs> we got a special guest tonight in the building. <laughs> the newest member of the band. So I got really, really special I want to introduce y'all to. That's why he started wearing robes. That makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. You can't put on pants yeah, when you're back on stage. You can't. That's too hard to no. get pants on while people clapping for you. <laughs> that was that was genius though. You you gather together about ten people and you put out a bill that has five bands in it and it's the same ten people coming and going. Brides oh. of Funkenstein, Bootsy yep. Collins. I can't make any uh, you know, Parliament, Funkadelic, all of them. They're yep. all the same people. That was brilliant. Wait, so we got money it, in the house. We got it five different checks. Right. <laughs> Man, yeah, I need to get a five picture. I'm trying to look at your face on this hockey mask. He <laughs> <laughs> just pulled up the picture. Wait a minute. Why don't I get to see the picture? You've seen my mask, goalie mask. Yeah, I have. You've it looks seen like I'm your angry. face. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but I want to see how you shave looking at that. <laughs> I want to see how I look oh, on JB. you. <laughs> it's actually. I need to tell you something, JB. What's that? Yeah. Um. I'm standing a couple like earlier in the week. I'm standing around, and these th- three guys came up, and and I didn't know they were talking about, this, but but my wife spotted them, Catherine spotted them, and one of the guys walks up to me, and goes, "Are you Ian McShane?" And I said, <laughs> "No, I'm not." You guys know who Ian McShane is? I can't place it. You ever seen the show? Name. You know, uh, you show Deadwood. Yep. He's a guy who talks oh, yeah. like this. Yep, he's, yep. he's like the owner of the of the, of the uh, bar. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, I'm kind of happy that I look like a, a movie star, but I'm not happy that he's nine years older than I am. <laughs> but other than that, it yeah, was a very are, pleasant show. That's like, that's, that's a, that's a um, cordially ageist. <laughs> yes, it is cordially. You know, let me ask you guys a question about racism in America. Here's the problem I have with racism, particularly in America. Other than you itself. You have 50... Other than itself, yes. You have 50 different states with 50 different can- brands of, of racism, right? Yep. And the federal government's trying to keep it all under control. How can you keep 50 different kinds of racism under control? It's impossible. I mean, they, they right? do, I feel like they're doing a good job, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. I, maybe I, people have grown up. That'd be nice. I tell people like this. I said, racist is just a word that gets thrown around a lot, too. Like, everything ain't racist. Like, to me, Minnesota's prejudice. It's not racist. Mississippi's racist. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Huge mm-hmm. difference. And people kind of look like, what do you mean? I said, go to Mississippi. It's, oh, it's, man, Mississippi. Oh, yeah, it's a whole different It's game. a whole nother world. <laughs> man, I was down in Mississippi because I have a lot of family in there, too. Like a lot of older okay. folks in my family yep. that either mm-hmm. left St. Louis or Chicago, yep. moved back down to Mississippi. And uh, this was like 96, 97. And it was like, it's, it's, it was crazy then. Yeah. <laughs> but even to think about it now, so we're talking 20 years ago. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm in a family reunion. And everybody under, like, 40, 45, 15 to, like, 45 went to the bowling alley. It's probably 30 of us. Okay. And we go to this bowling alley, and 
we walk in like, hey, do you guys like have two, three lanes maybe? And they're like, uh, yeah, we're not going to be able to let y'all bow. And it was like, oh, they're all taken? They're like, nope. Right? And we're like, what's the problem? And they're like, what? come on, you know the problem. Yeah. And, and literally they called the cops and they made us leave. We we never spent any money. Yeah. We are just there. We're like, we're in a family. We all wearing the same t-shirt. <laughs> we're just here for no problems. <laughs> for a reunion. So then after that, we just went, like half of us went to a hotel and just bought liquor and weed. And it was like, we could have been doing the right thing. <laughs> and then yeah, he drove us to have right. to break the law. Break the law, yeah. <laughs> My cousin. Now, uh, how long ago was that? That was like ninety six, ninety seven. My cousin said he was really, uh, yeah, that, like four years ago, five years ago. My cousin said him and like all professional businessmen, they all brought their wives out, brought them to this <laughs> restaurant. That a dude told him like, "Hey man, um, you can't eat in here." He was like, "Well, I see tables." He's what? like, "Nah." He said, "Look around." He said, "It's not an accident that none of you guys are in here." He said, "If you want to go around really? the back, you can pick it up." He said, "But this is my establishment. I got a right to refuse anybody." He said, "You guys are not getting in here." Now, now, now <clears throat> that that is with that kind of racism is that's you know exactly where somebody stands. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, you really that's what made I asked it. Myself, what were y'all doing? <laughs> if, if you want to turn down money for your business, <laughs> right. this is just my. I'm leaving in 45 minutes. If you want to turn down money to keep your business open because you hate a certain. I got to give it to you. That's, that, that's real. Look, that's commitment right <laughs> that's, there. Definitely committed. That would be commitment. But we that never would even. Be commitment. You don't see marriages that strong. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, Tom, yeah. we never uh, did our favorite comics that got us started. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I go first. And this is, but, but I'm talking, I'm going to say Cosby, but I'm talking about Cosby as the comic from himself. Yeah. Like yeah, that was, I know, that, was I that, that version yeah. of the dude, like who could tell a story and. Give you all the details and like that's why I tell stories now and I think that's my favorite. I guess the, the dude who influenced me to go like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my, I understand. Mine was Cosby, but after the stuff. Unbelievable. Oh, he went to go get it. Oh man, we're never gonna get through this segment. He brought the mask in person now. <laughs> All right. So now, if you're listening, you gotta check my Instagram if you think this helmet don't exist. If you don't think this hockey mask. That's crazy. He got the hair on it and everything. Um, oh my god. Wow. Tom, I think you're a good-looking dude with this mask. This this, ho- this hockey, uh, this goalie mask does not show it. It's not showing it. <laughs> the, did you know he was eyes. doing this, Tom? Uh, my- no, he did it and then told me. Okay. <laughs> Mine's Richard Pryor just because uh, uh, what he's done for it. Like, I-, I knew I shouldn't have been watching it, and that kind of turned me on to it, too. Did- yes. So that that's who, uh, even when I got started, I didn't even know how I was going to do it, but I remember watching that what I grew up on watching Richard and Eddie like I never <clears throat> was a Cosby fan because I knew Cosby more from the Cosby show which didn't seem realistic to me in Mississippi so Richard was the one my uncles reminded me of it's cr- it, that's yeah. crazy to, yeah. to, to believe in Harry Potter more than the Cosby show <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. That's, that you know what pisses me off about it, <laughs> I'm telling you flat out what makes me angry about this, and I've told Adrian this before, and everybody in the show knows this. I do not like the fact, my favorite comedian of all time, Richard Pryor, and I can't even say the name of his first two albums. Oh, man, I know. That yeah. pisses yeah. me off. You better not. I can't do it. <laughs> you better, you better <laughs> not. Northside or not. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, Northside or not. <laughs> But, I mean, if I go buy it at, like, a vinyl store now, you have to go in. Do you have a copy of... Um, Man, you got to get that on Amazon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, is a, that is a private purchase. You got to walk in. Okay. Can I, you have any of Richard Pryor's earlier stuff? 
and you and you have to clean your his, his, you pioneer, Richard, his pioneer work. Yeah. You got Richard after the Rat Pack. You got that one. And you have to clean uh, your, like, your browsing history right. after you buy yeah. it on Amazon. I got a joke about. Oh that. wait a minute. Wait a minute! I'm going on Amazon right now. My favorite, see if they... my favorite bit on that album is uh, when he's at the pool hall and he gets in in a fight with a dude with a brick. <laughs> oh he, yeah! He was like, "Man, you got a trouble with a dude?" He goes, "Hey, baby, I will hit you with a brick." <laughs> he's like, "Man, this, this joke is serious." Uh, I got a joke about okay. that time when you say clear your browsing history. I always tell if you got a black friend and white friends, I find them at a show and I said ask your white friend for his phone and just go to his text and start trying to text the n-word I said if it pops up he's been talking about you in that manner because that, <laughs> word, <laughs> that word ain't programmed in nobody's phone <laughs> I said now they're gonna try to Ooh. trick you and tell you it was Spotify but Spotify ain't got just out here text. texting like you Jim from, right. from Huckleberry Finn <laughs> Why did he capitalize the ER? <laughs> Emphasize. Damn. Oh my God. I am I am on Amazon right now and you can buy that big N is crazy. Super big N, but I don't see bicentennial N. They, it but, says right but and super it, is it's, there? It's, super it's, is there. Super is there and the whole word is there mm. and that big in is crazy the whole thing is there which was the first album i ever bought by richard Pryor. i i that amazes me that 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 amazon has that up on their web it's like hey, whoa you can still rent the copy still... show too <laughs> you, can just, you can get you season know, one if you, you really want you it can still, you can still get r kelly on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well i don't know for, for not for long but you know uh i will tell you that that uh, i'm sorry to admit this but that bill cosby thing was in a way my fault because i finally after years and years because i felt the same way i thought he was hilarious and i finally got to meet him after years and years and my wife and our daughter Andy didn't go for some reason. I don't know why. But we went backstage to sit and talk with, with Bill Cosby. And he was the nicest guy in the world. We took a picture with him. He, wanted to, he said, why don't we take a picture together, all the rest of it. I swear to God, about an hour later, it all came out. I was like, what? I mean, the same weekend. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, my God. It was unbelievable that almost immediately that stuff started coming out right after I met I met my guy. I, I, just, I thought the world of him. And he you was a nice guy. He's probably sitting in prison thinking about it. everything was going good till I met that white dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's just planning if I ever get out of here. <laughs> you better stay in Florida. Right. Delete that. <laughs> I cannot believe they put the entire word up there, but I suppose if they're selling it, that's what people want to buy. Yeah, then people want the original. <laughs> I want the original. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, two shows, tomorrow night, two shows, a show on Sunday at 7 o'clock as well. You guys are amazing. This has been just a, a ball. Thank you so much. Yeah, for same here. Thank time, you guys we, for yeah, having us. This, this is worth not going back to sleep for, trust me, because normally we like, man, it's nap time. But this, <laughs> this is great, man. Uh, and let's, and let's do it. So. If we can get people into it, let's do it next time we're in town. Let's do the, the live podcast. Why wouldn't we? Would you, yeah, are you good. down we'll, for that? We'll go to the house. I would love to do that. That would be Fine. phenomenal. <laughs> God, it would be fun. Get an audience in there. Woo! We'd have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> we had them with the Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't slap anybody God. in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fellas. We'll be back with the family.